Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. There's only a couple guys in the whole world that make me love pro wrestling, and you're one of them. You know all the bad shit you've heard about us? It's all true. But another thing that's true is we love professional wrestling, and that's why we're here. I'm not sports entertainment anymore. Talk to him, kid. This is our new beginning, and it starts tonight. A new day is dawning for DX. So who you talking to? Welcome everybody to X-Pac 12360. You all know me. I'm Sean X-Pac Waltman. Didn't you know? <laughs> if you don't know, now, now you, you know. know. Oh boy. Anyway. <laughs> also joining us today at the couch, we got Jimbo. What up, Sean? How you doing, man? We got Denise over there. Hey, guys. Um, This is my really chill uh, <laughs> opening. Should I inject a little bit of energy into the room? No, man, we'll get, it. We'll get there. <laughs> Hi, TK. Hey. How are you? Good. I didn't get the black memo again this week. The what? The black memo. The, the black, black memo. Oh, like wear oh. black? <laughs> yeah. Not, not, oh, gotcha. <laughs> Never mind. Like, what? What's the <laughs> black memo? I didn't get that either. Everybody wear black shirts today. <laughs> Anyways, hey, um, uh, later on on the show, uh, as a guest, I'm really excited to finally have Medusa Michelli, a.k.a. Alundra Lund- uh, Blaze. This is awesome. WWE yeah. Hall of Famer, one of the greatest women to ever, ever step in a ring anywhere on earth. Definitely. We've been trying to get her for a long time, too, yeah. so I'm really excited. Our first yes. female guest. And I know. Yes. Not really. No, we uh, had, we uh, had, uh, we had Nora. Holly. Yes. Yeah. Um, Solo guest. Yeah. Um, Nora. Nora. What's her? But, uh, Molly, Molly Holly. Molly Holly. Man, brain fart city today. It's okay. Wow, thanks. Anyways. Yeah, so later on we're going to be talking to Deb, and and, um, and I'm really looking forward to that because her and I have a lot of uh, uh, things in common as far as like people we've known for years. And I mean, the I'll get into it with her, uh, but and uh, and even like okay, well, I was talking to Kevin. I was telling Kevin Undergaro uh, last night that we were having her on, and he's like one of the best Hall of Fame speeches, most underrated Hall of Fame speech. Hall of Fame speeches ever, and I I totally agree. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was great. But she uh, looked fantastic too. Oh yeah, of Her course. Dress, oh, she of looked course. stunning. Yeah, but uh, um, anyways, like there's a lot of things that went on this weekend. I guess you know just because battleground, and uh, uh, what'd you guys think? I thought the pay per view was good. The highlight of the pay per view for me, I thought was amazing, was when Xavier Woods went for a springboard elbow. And one of the Usos kicked him in the face, and how he didn't lose his jaw. Yeah, like the the camera shot on that was 
stunning. Yeah. It was so good. They that, did a lot of really great stuff during that tag match. Like, they had the trust fall with Kofi Kingston. They had that one spot. It, it was a really good match. Honestly, I liked it so much better than their Money in the Bank match. So I thought this was a great way to start off the show. Um, definitely one of the highlights. Yeah, I think yeah. that was my favorite match of the pay-per-view. What, I mean, what, a lot of people didn't like the pay-per-view. It was okay. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. as amazing as other, I thought SmackDown was better than the pay-per-view. Yeah, I, th- I almost feel like there's too many pay-per-views. Is it me, or is it, no. it just feels like, it's just like it gets to be too much, and now, it's like you're, it's like it's too much hype, so now you're building up everybody so often in, in a month that it's just like, okay, well, this just feels like a, just another show. Yeah. But I mean that's the way it is these days. I mean we thought the same thing back in the in the mid nineties when they went from having four pay per views. That was it. We would we would have uh Royal Rumble, Summer WrestleMania, Slam. SummerSlam and uh Survivor, Survivor Series. Right. And that was it. And then we went from that and then they, they added these shows called In Your House. And they were just like the mini like the smaller budget pay per views. And even though the first one they actually gave a house away. I don't know if you know about that right yeah. oh yeah i remember that fans. yeah right oh, i'm to... sorry i didn't even say hey to mark in the in the booth i'm sorry mark that's all right i what shot hi everybody dick. and hey we missed you last week mark we did. i missed Aww. you all too i was down in san diego for comic-con so a lot of great wrestling things but nice. i'm just happy to be back well i missed uh, you so much back. i forgot to <laughs> say what's up to you <laughs> you're beautiful uh, i don't i don't hold it against you thanks man <laughs> uh well, so what they gave we? away a house at the front yeah they did house. yeah so, but, I mean, anyways, the, I mean, immediately we're like, oh, you're going to burn it out. That's just way too much. And, and you know, to, like, there's a point. To, I mean, that's people that say that have a point. But we got used to it, you know. And I, when I say we, I mean people, like, in wrestling fans. and the fans. Right. And, and, um, and that was when it wasn't just, you know, uh, you paid – Nine ninety nine for the yeah. network, and right. you get it all. You yeah. know, this was back when fifty dollars a pay per view, yeah. unless you had a black. Box. Well, it was thirty. <laughs> it was like thirty for for the normal pay per view back then for the for the big four, and so uh, there was a discount on on the in your house ones on the monthly ones. Yeah, that was never an option in my house. So it's yeah, not even to think about. No, it. but it just feels like even though you pay the nine ninety nine, I would love to see what the numbers are because you know you build up the hype and you know it's coming, but because you know there's another one coming down, it's like, okay, do, do people watch it live on the network or do they watch it two days later? Like, what's, how does that all um, tr- like trickle down as far as that? I don't know, and I'm not sure how much that matters to them um, as long as they watch. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm really not. It might. But, you know, they don't have, they don't have you know, Something a lot in the way of commercials on there. Yesterday we were trying to do the math, and yeah. I think if you include takeovers, I think it's up to 23 pay-per-views a year, Yeah, wow. which seems like a lot. But if you think about when WWF and WCW were in the highlight of the Attitude Era, they were still doing a pay-per-view a month, so that would be 24 if you watched them both because real fans were watching them both. Right. Yeah. So it's pretty much the same because wrestling is just as hot now as it was then. So. That's Maybe. also with the brand split, too. Yeah. You want to be able to have, like, you know, some of the guys that may not get the big shot matches, you know, at SummerSlam or Mania, they yeah. have other pay-per-views like Battleground or mm-hmm. et cetera, you know. So it gives them an opportunity to have their pay-per-view matches and stuff like that. I just think that the problem with Battleground was that, yeah, they had they had a good card, except that they just, not all the matches delivered. They weren't all consistent. We had this great start at the beginning. Yeah. We had a shocking surprise at the end, but the stuff in between was a yeah. little bit unmemorable, you yeah. know. 
Yeah, I yeah the first the first I match got, was amazing, but yeah, yeah. but and 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 that you know what you just said uh, is true because I honestly don't have a lot of things that stand out about the pay per view besides okay the the opening tag match um, AJ Styles and Kevin Owen and a lot of that was because of the the weird finish and uh, and you know the Punjabi prison match yeah and uh, so I mean how how was what do you guys think of AJ and Kevin Owen? I thought, expect because I love both these guys. Yeah, man. me they're, too. They're incredible. They have yeah. such amazing backgrounds, you know, pre-WWE and stuff like that. We were definitely expecting more. And even though the match was, you know, okay, it was decent, whatever. But the the ending was just so confusing that you're like, wait, what's happening? And then they, they quickly went to something else. There wasn't a replay. So everybody was like, wait, what happened here, you know? So I think, like, even AJ Styles looked confused. The referee looked confused. And I was like, okay, what happened? So we're going to see a replay now? Nothing. So I just thought that would have liked to see it. I think they were going for something. And I think they wanted to say, like, hey, AJ Styles just got screwed over. But I think a lot of us missed the point or didn't get what they were exactly trying to do. Yes. I had people uh, uh, shooting me texts asking me about, you know, if I heard anything about the finish and, you know, that, you know, AJ didn't lift his shoulders in time. or I, I don't know. It's really weird because it did it didn't look like one of those situations where, you know, um, there was a weird count. Or anything. Maybe he couldn't hear the count. I don't. I don't know. But uh, you know. Anyways, most people that I've talked to think that it wasn't supposed to go down like that. And uh, and so, I'm not sure if Jericho was supposed to be at uh, you know at TV Smackdown. at SmackDown. But I can I can imagine somebody calling Jericho and say, Hey, we need you to come. You know. Come drop the belt, even though you don't have the belt. <laughs> we need to get it back on Ke- uh, AJ. Yeah, off of Kevin onto AJ. Yeah. So I mean, and 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 it was a hell of a segment. Not oh, yeah. try not to skip around here from the pay per view to SmackDown, but that that triple threat. What do you call it? Three way dance triple yeah. threat. Either way. Yeah, it was a hell of a piece of business. Good. Yeah. So good. And I think we're still kind of feeling the leftovers of Jericho and Owens. That's yeah. like, oh, the list. And yes. you know, their friendship. And it yes. was such a great build for their match that having them back on the show on SmackDown, I was like, oh, are we going to see this again? Just because it's so much fun. Right. Jericho know? was the best to me on, on SmackDown uh, um, last night. Yeah. He was he was the MVP of it by, by far, uh, whether it was on the mic, rocking the mic, or in the ring. Yeah, but definitely what you were saying, it just didn't look like he was supposed to be. Like, I thought he was going to be gone longer. Because it's like, wait a minute. Like, they made it seem, like, in all the, when he left it, they made it seem in all the articles, like, he's going to be gone for a while. And yeah. like now he's back. And he didn't look like he was ready to come back in certain ways. Once he got in the ring, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Punjabi prison match. I like this a lot. You I really, did? I did. I enjoyed it. I thought the Singh brothers still are just yeah. doing amazing and making sure gender stays protected that knock off the top of the cage oh my gosh. through the table was yes. crazy especially that nothing was pulled pre- previously off the table so I was worried like oh man let's not get another monitor to the back of the head like Randy Orton got mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed it and then when great Kali showed up I was like oh this is great well what's going to happen with Kali now yeah here's the thing man I don't think the people in the building enjoyed it I think they it's not it wasn't a very uh, viewer friendly match for people in the building oh no it's hard to see through yeah, two it, 
cross hatches of bamboo. And it looked like there were camera people inside the mansion. They're probably blocking the view of folks too. So yeah, and and um, it hinders a match when you take out. Uh, the ability to get near falls, one, two, not, you know, one, two, kick out, things like that. See what they were trying to do, the near falls with the the cage door opens. Oh, yeah. this cage door could be open, but only open for a minute, and there's Boston, only four. Lost in yeah. translation. Then I had no clue what the actual rules were to that. Uh, yeah. I don't, I, it wasn't made clear to me enough while I was watching the show, and uh, and the the cage, or the, 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 the actual structure, structure as they called it about a thousand times that night. Um, uh, it didn't make any noise when you hit it, and that's terrible. Like, okay, first you take away near balls from the guys, and then they can't. They have this cage that they hit, and it and at least it hurts, but it doesn't make any noise when you hit it. You know? So uh, I, these guys just had a lot going against them, and I thought they did a really good job, all things considered. Yeah. I even I sent a tweet out like I wish the cage I wish you could hear the uh, the actual Punjabi prison make some noise when somebody hit it and, and Randy Orton replied to it was like yeah me too yeah. or I, I agree or something like that. I wonder if that's why he broke <coughs> out the kendo stick from under the ring and started hitting him with oh, the kendo gosh. stick because then that actually makes noise and it, it was yeah. something people could see visually like oh he's getting hit with that that shit hurts mm-hmm. yeah. You know? Yeah. I honestly really enjoyed this match. I mean, obviously, we were able to watch and see more on TV than, the, you know, the people in the audience. But I still kind of wish that they would have made, like, little holes for the cameras, you know, specifically, like, maybe around each corner just so that. Because there were some times where, you know, even us on TV struggled to see. But besides that, I have to seriously applaud the Singh brothers because they are earning their spot in WWE. For them, it could be kind of easy to kind of just fade in the back, you know, not really do anything super memorable. Right. But they are earning their they're earning their moments i think and um i was seriously su- surprised when the great collie came out i love the great collie so i thought it was super cool to see <laughs> to see the whole gang here today so um i was just confused that he didn't come out to his own entrance song yeah uh, we discussed that on the battleground after show but either way i think it would have been like a louder pop had we known who it was going to be right away uh. What do you think about Kali taking the belt from Ginger and holding it up? I yeah, I, I did notice that. Like, hey man, it's not your. <laughs> He's reliving the moment. It's Ginger's time now. Yeah, you're just here to be the big the, uh, Diesel for HBK. Uh, I have a question. So yeah. I've noticed a lot of the wrestlers have gotten a lot more like leaner, but cut up recently. Do, is there is the is there like a training program, or does everybody get a training program, or does everybody go off and do their own thing, or? Uh, they, they, I'm pretty sure they do have like, okay, especially at the performance center, they have like nutritionists or people like that, and uh, and that, that that help with that. But you know, these guys, uh, and and you know, nutrition, diet, just the science behind all that has right. come so far, you know, and and even you know in the past ten, twenty years, um, and we know so much more about how to eat properly now, and. Mm-hmm. and you know, when you talk about like gender, for instance, I mean, like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, mainly people can you know roll their eyes and you know and throw accusations out or whatever, but somebody can take anything they want and they're not going to look like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's hard work and and uh, and the diet and the, what comes with. I mean, it takes a lot of discipline to eat like that, mm-hmm. and uh, and you have to eat like I don't know six eight times a day. And, uh, and and I don't know if you've ever seen his training videos. 
No, I heard, I remember I was reading an article, he said he like eat, ate clean for like 180 days, like nothing, like no candies, right. no something, no, nothing like yeah, that. Yeah, and he also trains like in, in really intense uh, training with, uh, not trying to get like too caught up in technical uh, training terminology, so I'll just keep it simple. It's just really intense training with, with no rest, you know, in between sets. It's like hit training. And really long sets, I mean high, high rep sets. Like intensity? Yes. And for like, okay, I'm going to do this. Don't know how many reps, but just going to do it for a minute straight. <laughs> and, you know. Like just go. Yes. As many as you can in a minute. It's just, just explosive on your on your muscle fibers. Crazy. Jimbo well, was working out last week. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I pushed the sled for 30 feet and was like, I don't yeah. know how you guys do this. Mm. Props to TK and her workout videos. Working with working out with friends. coming. Hey, so, hey, tell us uh, – or is there anything else that we need to I think that's touch it. on? Yeah. Fatal Four Way that they oh. announced oh, yeah. on Raw for SummerSlam. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about that. I, I don't know. I kind of, I feel like Braun has been. Oh my god, he's been booked so well as a babyface that I would not be surprised if he wins this. I don't know. Is that too out there? I I wouldn't be surprised, but I just think it's a little too soon. Too early. There need there needs to be more build up. You don't want to. Uh, no matter how great things are going, like. You, you cook it you like if you throw uh, a piece of meat on the grill and the grill's too hot and you cook it too fast, it's it's burnt on the outside and it's too raw in the middle still. You know, uh, and that's kind of what happened with Roman Reigns. True. You know, once they oh we're gonna go with this guy. Okay, let's shove him down our throats. Um it could happen and I don't and people will dig it. I just think that it needs to be, you know, a bigger uh chase, a longer yeah. chase. I, I would like he, to see Joe with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think uh, Braun needs the title yet. No. But I think hot. Joe would be awesome. He actually never, he actually never needs it. Unless he, unless he's, uh, has like several, like, if he has like more than one title match, like eventually he needs to come through. Mm-hmm. You know, they could screw him out of it the first time, but if he like has one or two more after that, like, as a baby face, you need to come through, you know? And so. then we got the announcement for next week, Nakamura versus Cena mm-hmm. on SmackDown. Wow, I was surprised they're giving that away like that. Yeah, me too. No, and I hope that uh, I hope they actually give him the match. Like it's, you know, it doesn't uh, not so good when you promise a match and then like somehow you weasel out of it. Yeah, you know, it happened like a couple weeks ago, last week, or you know, there was like what was what was the match supposed to be? Cena and somebody in the in the opening. Uh, like, was, uh, and then they didn't give it to him. Blank. Oh, blank. Oh, man. Anyways, anyway, whatever. I think it'll be a great match, though. I hope Cena doesn't get his nose put to the side of his face again. Ooh. Like when Seth Rollins. Seth not, Rollins, <laughs> yeah. Seth Rollins so do you it. think this is leading up to him for the 17th, or do you think this is just he's kind of setting up for something else? Um, I think that my guess is that somehow uh, John Cena is going to win. And uh, he's going to face Gender at SummerSlam, and I think that's a good thing for Gender. Uh, John Cena is one of the few guys there that can. I mean, Gender's been to the dance, so to speak, uh, with, with Randy Orton. Uh, he's been to the big dance, but um, John Cena will take him to Dances with the Stars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yes, and if Gender is. Uh, is uh, ready to suck in that knowledge and 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 just uh, you know, 
just suck that, suck all that in. Like you'll walk away being, you know, being elevated yeah. even more on the next level. Yeah, yeah. And did you see the women's match at all? No, I didn't. I feel like I want so much for them, but it's just. It's not, it's not interesting. I, I am happy to see Bailey though, that she's going to get her title shot at yeah. SummerSlam because we were afraid after that kendo stick match that they were going to do anything special with Bailey. And now we're going to be seeing Bailey against Alexa at SummerSlam, and I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah. My mind went with Natty facing uh, oh. Naomi. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I'm excited for that too. I think Naomi's situation is where they're really like turning her heel. Yeah. But I don't it's know. Cool. It's yeah, I don't know. I love the title belt with the glow though. I do yeah. too. Do you? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think it's awesome. I just think the ladies' belts are just a tad bit too big. Well, recently Alexa Bliss said that she had to have hers shortened because yeah. it didn't fit. So. Well, just the the width of it. She's oh. like covering up. Like, Looks like she's like wearing a stop to... sign around her waist. <laughs> yeah, it's like from boot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So All I right, think that's it. Yeah. Let's get a commercial and. Get into an interview? Yeah, let's uh, let's take a break now, and uh, hopefully we'll be coming back uh, uh, from break with the conversation with Medusa Michelli, a.k.a. Alundra Blaze. Be right back. What's up, party people? Roxy Stryer here from The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice-weekly broadcast of One Man's Midlife Crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Legrasso here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there or be square, whatever that means. We're back here on Xbox 12360, and I'm like legitimately so excited right now because uh, we have somebody I just think the world of. And uh, she's a WWE Hall of Famer and just probably about the best woman to ever step foot in a wrestling ring um, and totally paved the way for all these amazing uh, ladies that are out there doing it right now and doing it well. Uh, welcome to the show, everyone. Medusa Michelli, a.k.a. Alundra Blaze. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, Deuce. Well, that was an introduction. That's awesome. Well, thank you, um, Sean Waltman, X-Pac, Wizard123, something, something. <laughs> and you had a whole freaking myriad of names as well. What do you I th- mean, you and I start all the way back from Minnesota, don't we? How did we ever meet? That's what I want to know. I, I forgot. I, I'm not How sure the first ever... time we... I'm, I'm pretty sure we didn't actually meet until you came to WWE. Uh, WWF. No. You want to put it. no. No, 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 Remember we were in Minnesota and I met your first wife and I always said oh. God, she had the best nails in the business? Yeah, but I didn't know. I thought you were already in WWE at the time. We can get into that. I, oh, I just... Um, we do. There's so many things, though. Like, uh, first, I want to say, uh, and I was talking to Kevin Undergaro, who's Maria Menounos' fiance and like total genius, uh, and one of the biggest wrestling fans ever. And he was there live at your Hall of Fame speech, uh, just like I was. Oh, really? Yes. And um, huh. when I told him you were going to be on the show today, he got, he said he told me he said uh, most underrated Hall of Fame speech ever. Uh, and it was you. Your speech was was fantastic, Deuce. It was fantastic. Well, thank you. Underrated by who? I heard it was the best. It was. <laughs> well, just well, and I and I say that. Just, I 
Well, because because it doesn't get talked about enough about how about how good it was. To me, it was it was uh, easily as good as any speech that night. Well, I like how you be politically just correct across the board. That's very nice of you. I like to you know call it and blow it from the hip. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I mean, it's not easy going out there. Yeah. And especially when I was standing there in the gorilla position, and the only thing I could hear is Vince laughing at me because of. Natty's greatest introduction to my speech, I wouldn't have been able to pull it off if it wasn't for her killing it like that for me to give me such a platform. Right. And, uh, but yeah, so when she said the only woman to drop the title in the trash, and all of a sudden the fans start booing, and I thought, oh, crap, now what? And Vince said, oh, <laughs> 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 what are you doing in the back? Or something like that, you know, and I went, right. okay. And then I walked out through the gorilla position, and all of a sudden I walked on the stage and was like, I got this. You and, know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's pretty cool. And you know what? Your time is coming, dude. Uh, Yours is coming. I mean, you've got to fill the whole click position, so you're next somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. I'm not in any big hurry because I'm, I'm not going anywhere, Deb. It's not like, you know, they got to get me in before I die or something. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but, you know, uh, the, thi- like that. the thing about your about your speech that really stood out to me is that you uh, you thanked some people that if you wouldn't have thanked nobody would have known any different. I, and and you started off with Kai Michelson and um, and 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 Eddie. You know, you talked about Eddie Sharkey, and you know that's that's this this common ground we have is uh, you know when I went from Florida to to Minneapolis. Uh, you know, like I got in with Eddie and and and, and that whole crew, and uh, eventually I met Kai Michelson, and he gave me my first movie role, and and he told me back then. Um, and Kai Michelson, for anybody who doesn't know, is a stunt coordinator, and they call him the Rocket Man because he makes these rockets, and I'm pretty sure he made the rocket for for Evil Knievel's uh, bike. bike when he tried to jump Snake yeah. River Canyon. Um, Anyways. Yeah, he um, also did all the uh, stunts with Dar Robinson. Dar Robinson. He did the, yeah, he did the one stunt for Dar, or he didn't do the one stunt for Dar, the one that he died on. Right. And he did the, did all the stunts for um, Smokey and the Bandit, stuff yep. like that. So, but I do yep. want to say, Kai Michelson said you were going to be a movie star, and then fast forward, you kind of were. <laughs> but <Ba-dum-bum. laughs> <Ba-dum-bum. laughs> Okay, all right, all right, all right. All right. She wasn't yeah. thinking about shooting from the hip. Yeah. <laughs> but um Yeah, no, he and he told me when I met him, uh Debbie Deuce, he told me like, Oh yeah, I I, I uh like I don't know if he said like I discovered Medusa or however you put it, but he was talking about you and putting you over and and, and all that and um Anyways, you never forget. Right. You never forget. Yeah. You never forget where you come from. You never forget the people that help you along the way. And because I mean, it, it life becomes a full circle, Sean, and I'm sure you found that out many times over. <laughs> oh you know? yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. And the the other person that uh, and and he's he's very dear to me, like I know he is to you, and like nobody knows more about uh, Japanese wrestling than Fumi Saito. Oh, my God. He's a legend. I mean, he's the one that's made a lot of people's careers, and people yeah. don't know that. He's the one back when we've had, we had magazines, when he actually had to put the pen to the paper and make stories for people to actually become the star. You know, if it wasn't for marketing and still to this day, which is social media, 
you 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 are the power of your marketing tool and people. You know, you yeah. can become an overnight sensation. And if it wasn't for Fumi writing for the uh, Gong magazine and baseball magazine, the I, Weekly Pro was was whoop. the yeah yeah Weekly Pro. I wouldn't have been half of what I was in Japan without him and other people. So him and all Japan women wrestling and yourself and so many other legends over yeah. there. I'm like my God. And that was my question to you too. Your Japan. When was your first time over in Japan? It was. When in, was that? It was in 1991, and um, and it was culture. Holy crap. Yeah, culture shock for me. And I, I was 19 years old, and um, and also didn't have any money. I'm glad you weren't over there. I'm glad you weren't over there when I was. I probably would have banged you. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was gonna. <laughs> well, because. <laughs> Oh, my face is is about ready to turn red. You would have just had your way with me, just abusing shit out of me. I could just picture that. You and I would have been, you and I would have been, you know, wait, 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 son. You and I would have thrown all the freaking mattresses on the floor and would have wrestled our way to sex. Oh, maybe. Should we leave the room? Okay. Uh, well, you know, I just say that because oh, you are to me, you are the original alpha female in, in the wrestling industry. Oh, thanks, man. I just, uh, you know, you know, I knew when I first started wrestling and I hooked up with Kai and I said, look, and I did my due diligence and said, if I'm going to become anything in wrestling, I got to go to Japan. And I thought this before I even was in yeah. wrestling and before... I went over there. I said, I got to have a name, something American, something syllable so they can shout. And that's how I came up with the name. And I trademarked the name 36 years ago. And it was just unbelievable. You know, who does that? Who did that back then? You know, and nobody. But No one. And then I knew I had a name for myself and come back to the States. And nobody wanted to wrestle me. And there wasn't hardly any women wrestlers when I came back. And then I saw your stuff and I thought... Yeah, this guy, this kid is so good. I just remembered, I thought, dang, we need to start bringing all this American stuff back over to the States. And, you know, sure enough, it was slowly, you know, filtering through. So, Well, you, before, you went to, uh, before you went to Japan, and, and you went there to live, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you lived three years. You lived in all Japan women's dojo. But before that, you had your little run, you had, not little, but you had your run in, um, in, in AWA for Vern. Correct. I did the indies with uh, Eddie, Eddie Stark. He yeah. didn't, didn't get paid for about two, three years, and then he paid me five dollars. Uh huh. And then <laughs> I am not kidding. That's no joke. I know That's you're not. <laughs> and then, uh, and then AWA Wahoo McDaniel called me yeah. and said, "Do I want to wrestle Sherry?" And then I crapped my pants. And then, um, yeah, Sh- Sherry Martell, one of the then, Sherry Martell, one of the greatest ever. Oh my. God, let me tell you, her and I had a love-hate relationship just for the business, yeah. meaning, you know, business go and stuff, and I remember she took it to the limit where she was just kayfabing. I mean, that's when kayfabe was kayfabe real, you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> it was just crazy, so um, uh, but- I thought, okay, so the first time her and I had a confrontation, I was scared to death. I was getting ready to wrestle her at the Cow Palace, oh, and crap. her and I had adjoining rooms, and I kept knocking on the adjoining room door, and she finally opened it and screamed and then shoved the door on my hand and broke my knuckles. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> and I was like, well, damn, what about wrestling? 
So huh. she never would talk to me. It was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> so how? But how did you end up? How did you end up in, in uh, all Japan women from from uh, wrestling for AWA? Um, they actually were on tour with um, uh, Chigusa Nagoya. Nagoya. And they were looking yeah. for Yeah, Nagoya. Nagoya is Nagaya. American, and it's, it's Japanese, kind of like they say karaoke, and we say uh-huh. karaoke, whatever. And um, they came over here for a tour and just kind of studying and looking for women to bring them back over there. And I knew that they were there in the audience. And this is the first, I don't even know what my thinking was. My mentality was so mind-blowing. And I thought, well, if I go to the top rope and jump out on the concrete, maybe they might like me. I am not kidding. Where did I get that, right? So I'm thinking, what what a dumb, what a dumb broad. So here I am. I get to the top rope, and and I'm looking at Candy Devine or whoever the hell I was wrestling. And she's like, no! (laughs) I jumped right on her, and then... After that match, that's when they said, "You come to Japan." I'm like, "Okay." Now, <laughs> now was 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 Rossi Ogawa there with them? Yes, I think so. Or no, the brothers, the brothers, uh, okay. which are all dead, which are all dead now. And Rossi is amazing. Yeah, Rossi took a whole platform and turned it into his own, which is Stardom, which I'm the commissioner for Stardom Wrestling, which we get a lot of stars over there, which wrestle with the WWE now. And like Cardi and all the new Japanese right. girls, and um, a lot of the Americans go over there and wrestle. And Stardom is the place where you want to go and wrestle. Absolutely, for women. Yeah, for women going over. For yeah. women. Hey. Or okay, you know what? Let's be politically correct. Transgender, whatever. Nice. Yeah. So, so, um, mm-hmm. so Deuce, were you the only guy, Gina, and were, or were you the first guy, Gina, in uh, all Japan women dojo? I believe to have that contract like that. There might have been a woman or two before me. Right. Um, uh, Sherry, um, Leilani Kai, you know, oh. uh, wonderful, talented women like that. Right. You know, I'm not going to, you know, grab credit where it's not due, but I was the first to hold a three-year, absolutely. Yeah, and you yes. and, and, and a lot of people. And, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're pretty good at that. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> what did you do? When did you go over there? Did you ever have like a contract and stay? And no. who did you work for? Okay. No, but here's the thing: I worked for Universal Pro, and when they first started, they even oh. used they they even used All Japan Women's Ring, and we had uh, I don't know if you remember Kaoru, Kaoru Maeda, she was a female. Yeah, and, Kaoru Maeda. Yeah, uh-huh. and and she she left All Japan Women because she ended up having a boyfriend, and a lot of people don't know this, but All Japan Women I don't know about now, but back then you weren't allowed to have a boyfriend. So what were you doing back then? No, no, you weren't, dude. Dude, I rode on a double decker bus, a Mercedes Benz uh, bus, for 250 days a year. And out of my three years, a year and a half into it, I realized everyone was lesbian. Yeah. So I thought, well, what the hell? <laughs> well, if you hell, can't beat them, join them. Yeah. Jump in and try. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, but you know, like, what what was the what was the reasoning behind that? Just to keep all the ladies focused, no distraction. Very focused, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it was a machine. And look at their look at their training. I call it. I mean, I have a couple experiences, but I call it the McDonald's experience. And the, and and going over there is so prioritized. So back then, when I would order McDonald's, I haven't had yeah. a fast food restaurant in my system in twenty years. But you know, I'd go there just to order order the chicken breast or whatever. But yeah. Everyone stood in line. 
everything was clean. So I'm standing there and I dropped my coins and everyone got confused and they're running around everywhere and they got so disoriented. They just didn't know what to do. Right. And I thought, oh my gosh. And then I'm looking out at my condo that I only spent two or three nights in paying that each month, uh, you know, a month. And I look out the window and I see these machines and I'm looking at these machines and these guys are going up to this machine. I thought, well, that's kind of odd. All these older men going up to soda or pop machines. You can pop. You can tell I'm from Minnesota, pop, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a Minnesota thing. Pop. Midwest. <laughs> pop machines. But what it was, it was beer machines. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, a lot of people don't know they have oh they have God. beer machines. Like you can, and and so anyone can just walk up and buy a beer. You could be like ten years old, yeah. walk up and buy a beer. That's, they have vending machines so for everything over there. Mm-hmm. Let's see, one was that? It's like I was there in eighty-eight, eighty-nine, and ninety. So back yeah. in eighty-eight, eighty-nine, ninety, you could buy beer in pop machines. Right. What? Oh my <laughs> gosh, it was so amazing. My heart will always be in Japan. And I really owe a lot to how Japan was to me because it really formed me as a person, right. and it kind to it kind of trailblazed me to where I went in life. Now, in the whole thing in life, and I don't know about you, I'm sure you know, just like anything, would we change a few things? I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I I don't know if I would, but I sure probably would have picked some things differently. Yeah, and um, as far as choices and stuff and. Relation, I'll, I'll, I'll include relationships in there because we've all had a few within our industry. But I'm not saying any of them were bad. It was just a learning experience. Right. And um, I am, everything I've chosen, everything I've done has led me to where I'm at today. And, you know, we'll, we'll just, you know, we'll talk about the elephant in the room and that's about trash and the title and the, you know. Sure. In the bin. And that is, you know, and I know you probably want to go there. You know, uh. Eric has a, had a brilliant mind, and um, for him to, you know, uh, when we spoke and asked me to be on nitro, was it nitro, right? Yeah, yeah nitro. nitro. Yeah. And um, you know, do I still have the title? Bring it with you. Let's see what we do, and then me dropping it in there. You know, he didn't know what the outcome was going to be, really. And but lo and behold, it was the biggest change and the biggest point of the Monday Night War. You know what I mean? And I didn't know it was going to happen. And I just thought, you know, this is Vince's belt. I got to return it. You know, I got to have it back. Eric was, yeah, sure. And Eric, you know, he gave it right back. He was very nice about it and made sure I got the belt. And I was going to give it to Vince. Well, that never happened. Not that I didn't try. But, you know, uh, it was... uh, I don't think that... I mean, I, I really... Like, and I understand why... Like, okay... Sorry, I'm. Do you know why I did it? I don't. I. I mean, well, it's. It, it was something they asked you to do, and you went. It was. It actually made sense, yeah. Deb, uh, Deuce. It made sense um, that that's it what you would do. Did. Do you know why though? The real reason. The real reason is, is yeah, it was a great idea of um, Eric's, and um, it, it was one of the biggest turning points in wrestling. However, I had an inner. You know, I didn't think of doing that i didn't it wasn't even on my mind nor did i think of it it wasn't my idea and i didn't do it maliciously i just thought okay maybe i'll get a little write up in a magazine and i'll get a little coverage or something you know sure but i remember that you know i was really hurt because i was let go of the wwe and um i thought well god i have to put food on the table i gotta pay bills just like the guys why is a woman let go and not the dudes 
and I was so hurt. Oh my God, I had a lot of come to Jesus talks with myself, and you know those lonely nights by yourself, crying yourself yes. to sleep, where people don't know. You. And then all of a sudden, you see people and you smile, and everything's great. And then you're by yourself, and then you smile, and yeah. you're like, Oh my gosh, what the? You know, I could have chosen many, many paths, and- Sean, and and. And, and in this industry, which, you know, I'm just going to go there, which you have. And a lot of that tr- contributes to maybe a childhood past. Sure. You know, Absolutely. Uh, uh, having a bad childhood past and upbringing. Um, and then we decide to make choices. And I don't know what your choices were and why you chose all the um, adversities <laughs> in your life. I'm a glutton for punishment, it, Deuce. It, <laughs> You 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 wanted punishment. I'm a Wait glutton, a but not I anymore. But I used to be. <laughs> you what? Say that again. I said I'm not anymore, but I used to be a glutton for punishment. You know. Oh, that yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? You know, I spoke to you earlier. I yeah. don't know when it was a month or two ago, and you were a little off. And I said, "Oh my gosh, Sean! I mean, what happened? Did you find God?" Oh and yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Because I was tell I, I was telling you about how I wasn't I was be, I was celibate now and I haven't I'm not like you know no no casual sex nothing like that and yeah she was like what happened you find God I think, <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it's great son I think that sometimes we come to a point in our life where we just say hey you know you look in the mirror and you have your own come to Jesus yeah. talk and I you know there's a few people you just think and you always think about and you worry about or you wonder what the hell or you know and then. Um, and you have always been one of those close ones, kind of like you and you know Sean's always sure. been close, and Kev's been close. You know, we all kind of had that click thing together a long time ago. That's right. And you know what I'm saying? And it, it that respect there will never change nope. for me. No. You know, no matter what we go through, you'll never. There's a there's just a there's a thing in this business. You just some things you don't cross the line with. You hey, know what I'm saying? Deb, do so. I um do you remember what? do you remember when you when the monster truck show came to Tampa and I came to see you at Tampa Stadium? I sure do. I was so happy to see you. Yeah, me yes. too. <laughs> and and I was telling everybody here in the studio that um you were the most over of any driver they had and it was obvious they were trying to push Grave Digger and they had all his t-shirts and all his stuff like featured in the merch stand and your stuff was kind of off. Uh I mean they were, you were so much more over with with everybody, and you had the longest lines and at your meet and greet, and it was so obvious. And they were, it just seemed to me like they were trying to, uh, to not to like not let you know uh, what your true value to them was. You mean like promote me? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, so, and, so Sean, the same goes in my whole career of wrestling. It was the same damn way. You guys got all the. Freaking TV! Right. You guys got. I mean, well, listen. Look at the look at the click you were with. Yeah. And no, no, no dent, no dent against the, anybody. But what I'm saying is, really, where was the position for the woman besides the men wanting them at a certain position? That's right. No, and, that because you because hence no listen. Yeah. Don't interrupt me. Hence <laughs> the word. Hence the word position, and I mean that. And. So we were treated a certain way, and boy, I'd be damned if I was going to be treated that way. Right. And I was always busting the doors, getting them slammed in my face, and it, 
and through the whole career of wrestling. And then, you know, you look at the likes of guys that would be able to trample on in, you get that light. You guys get you guys got more money than God. You know what I'm saying? And I think my biggest paycheck was probably one of your only biggest royalty checks. You Listen, know it's just it I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that you're you I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure yours and my paychecks were a lot closer than uh, in, in dollar amount than you think. Because I, I didn't... Okay, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. But what I'm saying is opportunities. Right. You know, you can't live in the past and you can't have... Um, you can't be bitter. And I just learned from all of that. Yeah. I know what I got to do. So when I got hired with Monster Jam, I just said, look, I don't want no favors. But if you want to cross promotion and put asses in the seats and you want women drivers and women in those seats then you know this is what we got to do well be careful what you ask for because i was out there on the road in the 18 wheeler putting those big 66 tires on the monster truck working on the monster truck till 4 a.m and then driving so and i did that for years and got paid like crap like the 1980s wrestling days (laughs) five dollars at least but so, um, I, well, six six fifty. But Deuce, Deuce, the re- the reason I brought that about brought that night up is because I was telling you that night that it's only a matter of time before you end up in the Hall of Fame, and you told me no way, never happened. And I'm like, I'm like, so so you think it's because you dropped the the belt in the trash can? I'm like, no way, that's actually not a big deal at all. Because here's the thing, Deuce. Um, like looking at the ladies they put in the Hall of Fame, and and look at all the things you've done since leaving. Like becoming a success at, at uh, um, another male-dominated sport, monster trucks. Um, like you're such a credit to our industry. It was a no-brainer that you were going to be in the Hall of Fame, and and I was so happy. Like it just, like I was bursting, like just so freaking proud. I got goosebumps right now when I. Uh, when I heard your name announced for it, it was so cool. <laughs> well, thank you. And and your producers are pretty good. Are they handing you notes left and right? <laughs> no. He did his own research. All yeah, right. no. All right. Because, I, mean, I mean, I don't know if that was a brain fart or not, but that was very nice. Thank you. I think very highly of you, son, and I'm very proud of you where you're at right now. Thanks. It Thanks. Almost and, yeah. and, um, I'm so happy. Also... You know, when when we were all like on that grind and we were in WWF together and uh, everybody's (laughs) busting their ass and you're out there every night uh, and you're have like, okay, I probably my, you know, the click, um, Sean, Kevin, Scott, myself and later on uh, Hunter. We prided ourselves in being the best. We we went out there and put on the best matches of anybody, and you were right up there with us every freaking night with people like Bull Nakano. What's that? We had to. I had to, though, because, well, one, I didn't have to. One, I wanted to, and I loved what I did. And, you know, when I had people to look at, I mean, Secretly, I was a big Shawn Michaels fan, like in the closet. He was like one of my favorites. I don't right. even know if I've ever said anything like that. But, you know, he, um, he just, his work is incredible. And, uh, and then your stuff from Japan, and I thought, my gosh, you know, I've got to do something different and think different with Bull Nakano. And the only thing I could think of is um, WWE, back in the day, they had some of the best matches ever, and I wish they would free play them. <laughs> and bring them forefront. That's with the jumping, uh, jumping bomb angels. Jumping bomb angels, and yeah. The glamour girls. 
Oh, yeah. Glamour Girls. Yeah. Yep, Leilani Those Kai and Judy Martin. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So that's what really inspired me. And I, I really do my due diligence and kind of look at history. And, and I looked around and found out what I got to do to make my mark. And, you know, WWE has had their different eras. Yeah. And my era when I was there, I just, it was the lost era. You know, it was, sure. it was the, I was so far ahead of my time and I was there at the wrong time just you know, they were going through a lot of their problems and, you know, the IRS scandal and the steroid scandal. And, you know, they were just didn't know what the hell was they were going to go left or right. Yeah. And we and, were having uh, a hard time putting asses in seats. Yeah. <laughs> we were, man. We yeah, really were. It, was, it wasn't easy. It, it really wasn't. So and then that's when, you know, our, our good friend, Eric Bischoff, yeah. you know, um, gave me a job. And, you know, thank God. You know, what was I supposed to do? And um, I just did an interview on my podcast with um, somebody, and he let the cat out of the bag on a lot of them jumping ship contracts, and I nearly had, Jesus, I nearly crapped myself, you know? And I'm thinking, well, that was the problem. That's probably why I got paid under X amount of dollars, because all those guys got Millions, damn it! There I was again fighting yeah. for that dollar amount. Yeah, I'm not kidding. It's, and it's still to this day. It, I want to make that movement, you know, and try yeah. to make a difference for women. And still, you know, I think it's great. Let's let's jump forward a little bit and talk about these women today. And the women today have so many opportunities than um, than the past and and that generation and that generation and that generation. So the women of today are very powerful. And I don't, you know, I'm sure they know it, but very powerful. Yeah. Because of their, because of their, um, their opportunities, there's so much more they can do with themselves. And if they're smart, they got to think of ways to find out what that is beyond where they're at, so they can continue to value themselves. And um, if we had half, John, of what the opportunities are now, you know, a lot of us would be sitting and feeling some of the great repercussions you know what i'm saying sure so i do want to say this is that you and i were in a wonderful era every era was wonderful every era had its purpose if we liked it or not that's right and every every era had its movement to make the next one better or to change things so um i'm very grateful for everything that i've you know done and experienced but um today's women i'm just I'll never forget when I was inducted into the Hall of Fame and I was there on the podium to uh, practice the speech and I'm there with no makeup and hair and rollers and all of a sudden I hear, Alondra? I'm like, oh crap, I know that voice. And it was Ben. And I'm like, oh God, I haven't seen him in 25 years. And I just hugged him so damn tight. I was like, oh my God, the only only thing I could think of and it came out of my mouth was, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, every, like, a, lot, a lot of people, a lot of people, that's their first words to him when they see him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, right? right. I mean, gee. And, um, but you know what? It's just, again, a full circle. And it's great to be back. Um, I'm intermittently doing things with them, and it feels good, and it, it, it feels it is. It feels really it's, good. It's yeah. awesome seeing your name involved at WWE again. Really makes me happy, because you so... They need, they need to have like the the um, they they need to recognize you and 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 the, here's the thing you were just talking about um, the 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 ladies now and they have a whole roster 
of talented ladies. You guys did when when you when you were in WWF and and in the ring uh, competing and performing. Um, there was maybe one or two girls they would bring in for you to work with. It was like almost I hate to put it this way, like the, like when they would bring the midgets in, you know. Um, so it's yeah. Well, we had to fight. I had to fight. Now, if you remember when I first started, we were billed as ladies' match, right. women's match. I didn't even get my damn name on the roster. Wow. Now think about it. Now we're fighting for women to get main event. Yeah. That's a huge. Look at that long chain of events that have changed. Yeah. From women's match to main event. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, main event. I mean, pay per views. Main event pay-per-views, main eventing Raws, like, uh, and and carrying it, and not just like, okay, we're gonna affirmative action, like, or however you want to put it, put it, put them out there, just so we can say we, you know, help, like, we're pushing the women. We no, did it. they owned it. They owned that spot that they gave them. They they took it and they owned it. But hey, do you remember when we went to Japan for WWF in like '94? Hey, hey, look, there's a squirrel. Shit, we're one, one place to another. What the hell, son? Okay, where are we going? Well, no, I just wanted to bring this up because because you wrestled, you wrestled. Do you remember when we went to Japan for WWF and you wrestled Bull Nakano? Dude, I had one of the best entrances ever. <laughs> Do you remember? Yes. Okay, but, what was it? Well, I was just going to ask you about Bull Nakano because um, you had this. Oh. You had this match with her, and you got uh, color. Let's talk about my entrance. <sighs> All no, right. Just kidding. Okay, so, just kidding. No, I do want to talk about Bull, because I truly believe Bull should be going into the Hall of Fame here soon. Yeah, she's great. And, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That'd be the first kind of, would that be kind of like the first foreigner Japanese girl going into the Hall of Fame? Wouldn't that be awesome? It would be. And they and it's like and, yes. they, and they've done it with Inoki and Fujinami and guys like yes. that. So I would love to see that, and she would be the one to do yes. it with. Uh, you okay, had, you had now, this Bull Nakano. Yeah. She lost over a hundred, two hundred pounds at least. Right. And I went to Japan here recently to go over there for stardom and do some things as the commissioner. And we went. She owns a bar. Right. You know how the little bars down an alley, and there's 600 bars on each side. So she owns this bar, and it's just all the old wrestlers and stuff work there. It's amazing, amazing. It's so cute, <laughs> and um, she is just so beautiful. She gives lectures and seminars and talks about health, and I mean, she's just doing so good. And, and if you look at her social media, she looks like she's about 20. Right. Yeah, I was shocked when I yeah. saw her because she uh, she looks she's hot. <laughs> she looks hot. Yeah. And, yeah, and easy. She, you're easy. Aren't you celibate? What? I am. <laughs> I'm just saying. But you had this match with her on one of the shows we were we did for for WWF in, in Japan. And do you remember you got yeah. color and you told him it was hard way? Do you remember that? You bled. I got color. You did. <laughs> Maybe I hit my head. No, you didn't. Know. You got color. Don't try. Don't try that. You don't remember this. No. She wants yes. to talk about her entrance. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many concussions I had in my monster truck? Come on. Okay. No, I was just okay, gonna. Con- I was just anyway, gonna. I got color. Yeah, no, I was just going to uh, commend you on it because nobody could tell. Like, and and you told everyone it was hard way, but it was. Uh, you did get color, and. <laughs> And it was—I think it was Jack Lanza was the was the agent, and like 
It was like, oh, no, yeah. everything's cool. But it was amazing. And, and like, you pretty, it was really hard to follow your match. Like, you, you went out there and killed it. And, not, and half of the other guys on the show didn't know how to wrestle in front of Japanese wrestling fans. But, uh, well, I, a lot of people didn't want to follow us in the States, Bolmancano and I either. But I do want to tell you a funny story on that. So after that match, Savage comes running. So are you okay? He comes running and sits him down in the chair and the shit's just bleeding in my eyes and uh-huh. my mouth. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> He's looking at me and his eyes are protruding out of his head. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, I guess that was pretty believable. It was. And you did remember it. You're sitting here bullshitting me like you don't remember. <laughs> I didn't say I was bullshitting you. I just said, do you know how many concussions I've had? Yeah. Um, and I never honed up to it either. Hey, so, um, Deb, yeah. can, can I can I let, can I let the, these these uh, ladies and gentlemen here are chomping at the bit to ask you something? I can, t- can, they, can they ask you a couple questions? Can you see them? Yeah, they're right here in the studio with me. Oh, okay. You don't have them behind a glass bubble like a bunch of fish or anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. I do have yeah, a... Yeah, hi, guys. Hi, my, TK. Hi. I do have a question. You did a lot, couple of interviews, and you are mentioning that you have a book. Uh, do you have a deadline or a date for when this book's going to be coming out? Uh-oh. Well, I've been writing this book for about 25 years. <laughs> so, um, I do... It's, I mean, it's locked up. It's about, I'm going to say it's about 1,500 pages long, but, and the reason for that is, is that I've got an idea, and I was approached here recently to do something totally different with a biography, and um, I don't think it's been done, and so all I'm going to say is that um, I don't have a publisher yet. Um, I did have one, and then I turned it down, and that was probably stupid, but things happen for a reason, and that is where I'm getting to this, is that how do you write a, how do you write my career of 18 years of wrestling and 17 years of monster trucks and what's going on now into one book no you don't how do you do that how do you do that you don't so, have to you know yeah well you can yeah, have two or three books deuce mm-hmm. yeah i know exactly and i can't say anymore but it's just you know, how how do you do that without just writing one book for wrestling and then you just get your wrestling fans interested in that? Or do you just write a book about racing and trucks, which your only demographics are only so many of that, but you do want to combine them. That way you allure, allure all of them into one area. Yeah. So I'm trying to do it gracefully. And it's, every time I go to wanting to publish it, something happens. Hey, and it's good or bad or indifferent. So. Do, you, do you tell in your in the book? Do you tell all the juicy uh, details? Like, is this a uh, tell-all book, Deuce? No, God, no. This ain't a tell-all <laughs> book. And, I tell people. and you know, you know why I say that is because I'm not about jock shocking. Sure. What? Why? What right. is that going to do? You know, I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, how many. Excuse my expression. You can edit. You know how many dicks I sucked, or how many people I've been with, or you know. I mean, I can sit there and explain all of this and that. But you know, I, I am going to talk about all the swinging dicks in the business and how yeah. they treated people. Good. And uh, you know, I I will say that it's about me and my life and my experiences. Yeah. And I'm not 
and I know people are going to be listening to your podcast very diligently, wondering if they're going to be mentioned, because I've been called at least 17, 20 years ago, threatening if I've ever put them in my book, they would sue me. So I would say this, don't worry, it's not about you. Good. <laughs> it's about me and my life. Yeah. That's you know? And right. Don't, th- don't flatter yourself, really Mother good. Effer. That's yeah. great. Hi, Medusa. This is Denise. Oh. Yes, ma'am. Oh. Okay, so I have a question for you. When you were feuding with Bull Nicano, um, were you trying to show the audiences like what kind of matches the, the female wrestlers can go ahead and put together? Well, my concern was trying to stay alive to wrestle with her and not get hurt. And she would. She was the easiest person, even though she looked very like she would kill you, she was the lightest person to work with but um we worked very hard and strong everything was snug and tight and i mean just laid in so um we always you always had to be careful so for her and i to try to prove that this is what girls can do it meant a lot to me because what i wanted to do is show that women could wrestle and i was trying to prove that then especially at the time where I didn't believe in all the bra and panties and mud wrestling and all the, that crap. And I was just, I didn't want to be billed like that. So it was very, con- it was very concerning to me. So I think, and I felt the, uh, the uh, tougher matches and the more crossover matches I had with Bull, I would be looked at more as legit right. and women's wrestling were respected. Now, do you think that in order for a woman to be a really good, solid female wrestler, that she has to be trained with men or, like, wrestle against men? Um, I don't feel like she has to do that. I mean, men or women. I feel that you're you're only as good as your trainer. You're only as good as what you put in. I don't care if it's men, woman, you know, transgender, whatever. You are only as good as what you make yourself and what you train yourself to be. You're only as good in life and what you do with choices and what you surround yourself in your environment with. You make choices and you have the repercussions of them. So for a woman to be that good, you have to block out what's around you and, you know, just push through. And it's really hard. I mean, because we're all competitive, even though we're entertainment. This business is competitive, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it, it is. And it'll always will be. However, I've seen more camaraderie, you know, between people nowadays. Or I can't, I don't know. Maybe it hasn't changed from the past either. But I see more teamwork together a lot. Maybe I just see more because more, there's more people around when I'm down at the PC Center or something. And I see a lot of people helping each other, which is so good. You know, it's so good to see. But then you don't know what goes on behind doors or locker rooms or whatever you know how it goes but i think the training you're only as good as what you put in that's right well medusa jimbo here uh in your 18 year career how have you never had an action figure (laughs) well i gotta tell you a cute story oh my gosh so i really would like in an action figure of course and, um, but, you know, whatever. If it happens, great. If it doesn't, no. It will now. But, um, <laughs> why? No, oh, it, it just will now. Watch. Anyway. What? Why? So, anyway, uh, listen. So, here's a cute story. So, my husband 
he's like, why don't you have an action figure? This was like before the Hall of Fame, right? I'm like, I was getting so, I was just tearing up inside and I was getting so mad. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know. He was, well, weren't you with WWE? And I'm like, yeah, but I was in that one era, Alan, where it was just kind of a lost era. And I, you know, it just, it wasn't happening. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what to say. And right. I was like, it just, I guess I wasn't popular enough or I don't know. Just don't talk about it. I snapped at him and I walked out. Well, I don't know, maybe a couple months later, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the hell he did. But the freaking FedEx came, and um, he goes, open those packages. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe something from Tiffany's. Oh, <laughs> hell no. I open it up, and they're action figures, and the dude who makes these WWE, it was in the WWE box, it was the WWE doll, it was the whatever. Anyway, I guess he takes them, and he remakes them to whoever you want. Yep, I made And you it was in the dude. It, who I don't know who that was, but I guess they told him to cease and stop or something. But um, I've got two of those action figures, and one is Medusa, one is Alundra Blaze, and it is spitting images. And I said, "Oh my gosh!" He goes, "Well, there you go. Now you can say you have your own action figures." That's, That's all that Well, you have a legend deal. Has Mattel approached you about making one, and would you like a Medusa or an Alundra Blaze first in line? Which one well, would you go for? I, well, I just, well, I don't know. Of course, it would have to be a Wonder Blaze because that's what WWE is and yes. stuff. And I think Medusa should be. I mean, there's uh, that would be very cool. Um, Deuce, um, remember, Deuce, Wonder my... Blaze oh, was the one without. Uh, Wonder Blaze was the one without all the tattoos. A clean version. And Medusa has all the tattoos, and she was, you know, the badass and. You know, whatever. So, I mean, there could be two different things. The thing that I'm waiting for, I know I'm really, really throwing this out there, and this is probably crazy thinking, but, okay, so the only person that's been inducted twice is who? Rick Flair. Flair. Think about it. Rick Flair. Okay. Why? Rick Flair and because of the? Horseman. Four horsemen. Okay, so you've got, who else in this business has had two powerful wrestling names? So why couldn't Alunder Blaze go in and Medusa? Now I'm getting greedy. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Take I'd whatever start, you can get. I'd start with an action figure and then go from there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Start small. I don't know. Have you seen the Absolutely. new Superstar Mattel like doll line? They look like Barbie dolls. They just released at Comic-Con. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I saw that. And I just thought that, I mean, it's cute. I mean, like I said. There's so many opportunities. Times have changed so much. And, you know, just for them to ask me to come down to the PC and see if I want to be involved and see if it's a good fit and see what we can do. And I just, I'm not kidding. I'm just going to tell you this. What happened is I I just went home and I just like, oh, my God, this is great. I mean, why? You know, this is, everything is, and then that's where I started our conversation, Sean, is this life's the full circle. It is. And I thought, what a great opportunity you just never know you just never know what could happen you know and that's why when you make choices in life especially now with social media (laughs) you better think twice you know because it's a do or die situation and I tried to tell all these young talents and kids you know I mean social media will, will make or break you nowadays definitely are there any ladies involved in the May Young Classic that you see yourself in? Um, meaning, meaning, like, 
oh, she definitely watched my matches, or like I was like that when I was in her shoes. Oh, oh, I see. Um, well, I mean, a lot of people, and I get so many um, this on my social media, but a lot of people compare Charlotte and I together. And That's a good I think comparison. What? I, I, I can see that. I totally can. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just athleticism, you know? Yep. Um, and the statuic, tall and blonde and, and Genetics. whatnot. Genetics, yeah. And, and um, but, I mean, there's, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I see a little bit in some, you know, and uh, uh, in the May Young Classic, I'm really glad that that has happened. Um, I was talking about that a couple years ago to some people, that, you know, we were, gosh, it'd be great to see WWE put together a women's tournament. And it's like, all of a sudden, here it is coming to fruition. Yeah. And um, so it's just, it's mind-blowing what is changing and what they're doing and where, where the direction is going. Um, we're going to have not just one woman's match on, you know, on shows anymore. You're going to see two or three with two or three guys if they can hold it, if it's heavy enough. If, right. if the storylines are good. You know what I'm saying? A lot of it depends on our, on our storylines. If we got enough to carry it and make it the subject worthy, then why not? Yeah. We need more roster. We need more roster to do that, though, like we do the men. Well, you know, they, the thing about, um, okay, when people ask uh, Triple H about what's the deal with how come the ladies are more so much more successful now, and, he, you know, like one of the things he said was. Do you know why? He said because, because we use them, though, a lot of it. And he also said he said because we use them and we book them like we would we would book the men, and not book them in some exactly. silly bullshit, you know. Exactly, exactly. And that's not. I mean, she's and that, and that's a, that's a figure out. I mean, my gosh. I mean, he is. I've listened to him um, talk here a couple times, and I'm just like I'm blown away by how he thinks and feels about the whole women, and I'm like, gosh, you know. I just if we would have had this mentality, of course, years ago, that whole thing, we, you know, we would be different. But we are here now, and thank God that he has the mindset that he does. And thank God for the PC. Thank God for the fruition. Thank God for the direction, um, because it'll just get better. You know, it yeah. only can get better. Today's women and the revolution of women and the evolution that is happening are the women that's making it happen now. Can you imagine the next group of girls because of these girls? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So because of these girls fired the map, the next group is going to be even bigger, and it's just going to be, like, unbelievable. So it's uh, each era is just amazingly has some type of milestone, some type of staple in it that we remember. And unfortunately, in the last era, it was the title in the trash. I just think that I I don't think it's that big a deal, Deuce. I really I I, I it's never not. Did. It just, it's not. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. I think making a point. How far are you? Um, or yeah. How far do you think we are from having women and men in legit competitive intergender matches? Well, we've had them already. Well, I mean, like, um, so I don't. Know. No, like on WWE every week. Now. It, it depends on. Oh God! If if. Politics could stay out. Not politics. If um political correctness. No, what's the if, if um 
what's that? Uh, it's kind of like the PETA crap where people get involved where men shouldn't hit women, you know, the domestic sure. and Feminism. stuff. You know, you start getting them all involved. Oh, they are two men and men and women shouldn't wrestle and kick each other. And, you know, it's like then you're going to have them firing up things and then the matches will be pulled. And, you know, I think... If we gradually, I think you know what I think Trip could do it, Sean. Are you? Is I it something he could actually? Is it something I you'd like to see? Is it something you'd like oh, to see? Man. Yeah, dude. Yes. Because, yes. I mean, I mean, look what they did with me with WCW, and I hated it. Yeah. But I mean, look at the look at the ratings. If you look at that, what happened? Well, look at when Ming beat the crap out of me. It was yeah. so real. People were pissed. You know, and. Um, the whole well, the stint with Kevin I and Ming and um, Courageous and uh, yeah, you beat Evan Courageous whatever. in the middle of the ring. Yeah, the thing is, is you. Oh, can... it was so wonderful! It was so wonderful shoving my tongue down his throat. Nice. I wanted to kill the Booker. <laughs> the I thing is, to is kill the Booker. Deb, you could kick the shit out of half the guys in the locker room, anyways. Like, I mean, you could <laughs> go. You know, you could hang with with anybody, and and. Uh, and like, I used to think, man, I hope she doesn't ever get mad at me. <laughs> oh, what? Oh. Well, then, you know, then whatever. You know, you said something to me one time here, Sean, recently, and you said, you know, dude, you're like one of the boys, and you've always have been. And, you know, you just, you've known when to, you know, keep your mouth shut and always keep it to yourself and respect situations and not do this and that. And yeah. I'm like, where did this come from? You know, I thought, wow, this, you know, really? Okay, well, God, that's nice. Okay. Um, and then I just thought, well, God, that was, that was freaking nice of Sean after 20-something years, you know? Well, yeah, I, and, uh, I was thinking just, of this one, uh, I was thinking of this one uh, when I first came to, when I was first in WWF when, and, and you had first gotten there. Um, some of the guys played a pretty heavy rib on you. And we're sitting around waiting for you to sell it, and you never did. And it got, and you got so over with all of us over it. It was so good. Like I'm not going to say what the oh, rib yeah. was. <laughs> oh no, no, that's yeah, that's all right. We can, and I still have that pile of shit. Yeah, plastic bag. So I'll tell you who did it off down, the air. Oh. <laughs> you what? I'll tell you who did it off the air. I'm not going to spill the beans and to the world though. Oh. Well, if, if it's who I know and you know, we probably already know. But yeah, okay, no, it's it's later. not. I don't think it's who you think it is. But anyways, yeah, no, oh, somebody okay. somebody put a turd in, in, in Deuce's bag uh, while she was in the ring, and they were sit- and everyone sitting around like like wait <laughs> wait for her to sell it, and no nothing. She didn't give them a freaking thing, nothing. It was like Dude, you, you know what I did. I took that turd. I stuck it in a bag, and I remember Luna going, oh, God, don't say nothing. I'm like, like, are you okay? She goes, are you okay? I go, yeah, what's up? She goes, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah. She goes, is anything wrong or different? And I'm like, no, not at all, man. I said, thanks for the match, and I'll uh, I'll catch you later. And I go to grab my bag. (laughs) I grab my bag and wheeled on out. That's right. I'm like, yeah, see you guys, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for shitting in my bag, Sean. Oh, it was not me. No, but it didn't set a good example for me to uh, follow, your, you know, as the years went by. It didn't. Yeah, I know. I heard about your, yours. Yeah, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm honestly ashamed. 
I, well, I'm, I, you know what? This, I'll tell you. you Why? T- when you're, when Why? You're, when you're, Why? When you're a young... Why did you do that? I was trying to fit in. Yeah. Just to be 100% honest with you, I was trying to... I was a young kid around a bunch of guys that were most of them way older than me and way more mature and I was trying to fit in and it was wrong and uh-huh. and um, and I'm very I'm, I'm pretty like disgusted with myself over it cuz it was bully it was bullying behavior it was bullshit you know yeah yeah pretty much and you know what the sad yeah, part I mean, is bullying. is I used to tell but... story I used to tell these stories and be proud of them and, and laugh and you know I've told them in shoot interviews and I'm disgusted that I even I did know. that it's bull. It was. It was I know, terrible. I know. I I know. You and your shoot interviews with you and half the other roster all doped up and pilled and I know, right? Talking and I wanted to reach through the damn laptop and choke all of you. Yeah. You know, and and I'm like, why? Why do the guys get by with all this crap? They do a shoot interview. They get paid X amount of dollars. Yeah. Just sit there and laugh at people. A bunch of bully mfers. Yeah, it's you know terrible. What I'm but if a woman were to do that, you know, she's just a whole bag, um, slut, yep. uh, whatever. So, and we know who's been called back for their reasonings of calling people out, and they just got pushed aside. And it's yep. disgusting. You're right. It was, but it's the past, and you honed up to it, and that's good. You know, you can't face your own demons unless you face your own crap. Exactly. No pun intended. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, did you? Um, you know. So, so you, so you know that Shane, that Shane McMahon's helicopter crashed, right? Like, well, I mean, pretty much. Uh, yeah. So I, when I found out, I thought, okay, I, I want to really say this, and I sat there, Peter tottering on this damn thing, and I'm like, I need just to put something out there, a funny. Or maybe not, because you'll get pissed. No, he is kind of funny. I'm just going to put it out there. Um, And I just said, well, I'm glad you're okay, sir, but you sure take stupid-ass bumps or something like that. I don't know what it said. And I'm like, okay, send. And I'm like, okay, I can't bring that back. Oh, damn it. (laughs) Why did I send it? You know, one of those. The first, oh crap. the first thing that it made me think of is when the three of us all went skydiving together back when I was like 21 or 22 years old. I know. That was so great. That was like the that, that was like sex. Yeah. I'm mean, jumping out of a plane with like sex. It yeah. really is. I mean, it's like, oh my God. Before, um, it was amazing. I mean, I remember jumping it out, jumping out of the airplane, and I was like hyperventilating for like a few seconds, yep. and then all of a sudden it just went quiet. And I was just like, maybe I did have an orgasm. I didn't know about it, but it was like so cool. And then we got to the ground. It was like, oh, this is it. Now, did, Shane never went, did he? He did. He was the first one out the door, and he went out backwards. He did like a backflip out. Oh. out of yeah. Oh, of course he did. My God. Oh, yeah. my God. I'll never forget. I have the best picture of him on the back of my Harley. I had my Harley there. That's right. And, yeah, we were cruising, and didn't we were you what your friend? He was on the back. Your friend named, what was her name Little Bit? Piglet. Oh, Piglet. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Piglet. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. She just, she just got her master's. Um, uh, she just graduated with her master's and she's doing great. And she, I think, don't tell her. Well, why would I tell you? It's on the podcast. Crap. Yeah. But anyway, she'll know anyway. But I'm going to bring her to um, uh, 
the uh, WrestleMania next year. Oh, so nice. Um, yeah, everybody nice. remembers. They were like, "Where's Piglet?" Because <laughs> remember, she used to come around all the time. It was funny. Yeah, and and you know, I'm pretty sure Shane has never gone skydiving again, and I never did. But you actually did solo jump after that, right? Um, at that same place? No, down in Florida, you went right. I think so, but I don't know if I ever got to jump. I don't know if there was something wrong with the plane or shoot. I don't know if I ever did. I don't huh. think I did solo. Unless I, I did, and I don't remember. No, don't you probably know. did. I just thought that you were, like, I thought I, I thought for sure that you would uh, win again after I that. did. I went through the whole, I did. I went through the whole thing to go jump solo, but I don't know if I, I don't think I did. I something happened. I would have never had the balls. I was so scared that that day we went and did it. Deuce. They had to pry my freaking fingers off the door to get me out of that thing, man. Oh, my God. Huh. Oh, please. Hey, speaking, speaking of that, um, uh, now, let me ask you something personal. Are you, okay, so no, you're still a bit, you're not married now, are you? No. No. Oh, no. okay. Why? And you're, are you anybody? No, why? Are you, are you planning on leaving <laughs> your husband or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you well, do have a new baby, though. Uh, no. Say what? He has his new baby. I have a new baby. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a new father, but it's it's of a little dog that we rescued. Well, you said we. I, I mean, are we? Did we change sex? No, <laughs> somebody else I was with helped. Uh, a couple of us helped help rescue her because she was in really rough shape. But, anyways, that's the Aww. that's the lady of my life, Deuce. <laughs> Took a, you took in a four-legged puppy. Yes. How cute! That's a sick magnet. With the broken jaw, and she can't she can't close her mouth, so her tongue just hangs open, and she she has one eye. She's blind in one eye, so it looks like she's winking at you with her tongue hanging out. <laughs> well, you know what? I bet that creates great conversation between you two when you're alone. It does. Oh my god! Yep. You would. Oh my god! It would. It would it's pretty. It's, it does. it's kind of pathetic when you see me alone with her. <laughs> Talking to her, baby okay, talk. Okay, well, okay, all right. I'm getting really bad visuals, so don't even. Never mind. So I think it's great. So where's wet? Are you living out in Cali now? Yes, I am. You are. How long have you been out there? I since September. Yeah, I'm so happy to be back. Where did out you here. move from? Philadelphia. From? Philadelphia. Nothing against Philly, but I didn't live in Philadelphia proper. I lived in Chester, which was a pretty pretty high crime area. So I'm happy to be here. Wow. Dave. Yes. Well, what got you to what got you to Cali? What was the bait? Uh, to, there? Honestly, to come do the show, to start doing the show. So someone offered you. So that was my question. How the hell did you get this show? How did you get that? That's awesome. Maria, I'm so happy. Maria Menunos and Kevin Undergaro. They believed in me, and they told me that, and um, and so I'm here. Hey. Hey, we got a position for you here. Come work for us, and let me take you out of Philly, out of Chester, and yes. save your life. Yeah, and let's get you out of having to beat your body up anymore, and get you into doing something else. You know, basically, well, that's really what happy it was. With those two. I'm really proud of those two, and I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm happy, and I'm glad that they did. Oh my and, God, um, not as happy as I am. Phew. Yeah. <laughs> no, so. I really am. I'm just really happy for you, and um, good to hear that, and. So what are, do you have anything else going on besides the podcast? Are you still working in the ring? I do sometimes, Deb. I do. And what? Yes. I'm 
I mean, I still like being in front of the people, and I can still like throw my foot up there and kick somebody in the head and do my little Bronco Buster and you know all that stuff and tell the people to suck it and you know or get them to say it, whatever. I know, but the last time you told them to suck it, you ripped your anus or something, right? No, that wasn't the last time. Oh, <laughs> it should have been. I love how she just calls you out on all this stuff. This is hilarious. You never ripped your a-hole before, Deb? Just the sex. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> just well, I was just kidding. Wow. Anyway. Right. So, That's our right. special release. No, no, no. I don't like it then. I'm just saying. But anyway. No, I can't. I don't know. either, Deb. I do that <laughs> No, how in the hell... Do you ruin your anus in wrestling anyway? I mean, did you get your ass thrown to the pillar or what? The turnbuckle ripped my ripped it open. Yeah. The, oh, you're kidding me. No, I'm not. <laughs> it hurt like hell. <laughs> oh, my God. And and there's your sign. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, I know. So, you know what? So, no, you know what? It'd be great. You know how um, JR and... Um, What's it, uh, Bruce Pritchard and I love Bruce and yeah. uh, a bunch of them are all getting together and collaborating and once in a while they do the little sit down they do their sit comedy you know gimmicks sure. are you thinking about doing that? yeah and I mean I've done a couple of things um, but I pretty much haven't I mean I, I would like to I would like to just been pretty busy like doing a lot of other you things too you have to get too. high watch wrestling yeah but Anyways. Do what? Oh, I just, we have this show with a friend of mine who's a comedian named Ron Funches, and it's called Get High and Watch Wrestling. And uh, we yeah. just we take like a bunch of funny wrestling clips. And uh, anyways, we all like all the fans come and we all smoke pot beforehand and get high, and then we watch wrestling yeah. and make fun of the clips. With we all have a microphone and like stand up comedians will join us, and and it's fun. We have a good time. So- do you so, like to so smoke pot? So you, have a, you, you can smoke dope medicinally yeah. or what? Or recreationally, whatever you choose. Whatever oh, you choose. Oh, wow. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm really out of it. So, we, I don't, can we smoke pot now legally or what? If you come here, you can. That's for oh, sure. Oh, in California? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you can't. Yes, you can. You want to bet? I thought it was medicinal. Are, no. you, are you? Are you? Is your show a medicinal like <laughs> show or what? Hey, it's all medicinal. Right. It's a medicine to cure the oh. boredom of life. Oh my god! Anyway, oh my god. So, hey, okay, do you guys want to ask? Do you guys want to ask Deb anything before we take well, it his own? Tell us about your full throttle podcast and what yeah. you're doing right now. Ooh, yes. Well, I don't know. Medusa's full throttle. So I've been contemplating on doing a podcast for like a year and I just I was scared to death I didn't know what to do I didn't know how and I was looking and reading and listening and I kept putting it off for the longest time and then just you know I just thought well I'm going through a transition here so I'm going to wait and it was a huge transition Um, I'm retiring from the monster trucks now and I thought well I definitely want to start a podcast and go into the transitioning of podcast because it takes a while, you know, to build your um, fans and uh, sponsors and et cetera. So, you know, I thought I, I need to, 
you know, there's other women out there and that are successful at it. But, you know, you always think, oh, I want to be different. i got to find my niche, and i got to do da-da-da-da-da. So I just thought, you know, just, you know, you got to relax and just be you and call it out. And your personality, no matter what, is going to shine. You know what? And people are going to come to you and listen, and you, you can't please everybody, just like in the ring. And you're going to have people that like you, you're going to have people that don't. So um, I've got a... Um, I've got another one because I have such a different, a strange, very awesome, blessed uh, demographic. With wrestling, you've yeah. got people from what? little, Maybe some little kids, but, you know, you've got your soap opera crew that looks at it. And then um, I call it the men's soap opera. But then over in Monster Trucks, I've had a, you know, from three-year-olds all the way up to 99. So I had a majority of just kids following me for 17 years. And they all are like, gosh, you know, they want to hear my full throttle but as i say it's adults having adult conversation having an adult word sometimes yeah. so i came out with medusa's half throttle for kids and oh. um it's um for you know kids teens tweens and right now we're doing the whole harry potter going over each of the movie oh um, really talking about the characters. yeah dude it's so that cute is so cool it's so cute and um you know I have my wand, and we dress up, and we talk, my co-host, and, you know, we talk about going to Universal Studios and, um, you know, having a winner after all of these, um, each movie after the seven weeks of the movies and yeah. picking a winner, flying them out to Orlando or something. And uh, so each, yeah, so each half throttle is kind of different and will be. I mean, now that the seven weeks of Harry Potter, but, yeah. So I just think it, there's just, my demographics are so you know, different. It's not just a certain age. It's mine is just from three to ninety nine. So I had to be clean on my half throttle. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, and I can tune it in and tune it out when I need to. So I don't ever slip. And if I do, it's edited anyway. But I think the worst I ever get, and I say, you know, shits or something. So sure. That's it. <laughs> yes, sir. And so that's um that's where we're at on that. And as far as life, um. Uh, still living in Florida, and um, how's your uh, knee? How's my feet? Your knee. Oh, <laughs> your knee. My feet are great, man. I just had a pedicure. They are. They're very beautiful. <laughs> these size. Let me tell you about these pterodactyls. Um, they're size ten. No, um, my <laughs> knee, dude. Yes. So I just had a freaking. Uh, Dude, I just had a knee replacement. I know. Yeah, it's no joke. It's no freaking joke. And so, what am I? What am I? 54. Get out of town. No I am. Way. I'm in El Paso, dude, and you're from California. So, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, 54. And I was working out, and my knee locked up on me, and the bitch wouldn't go straight. And I'm right. like, what the frick? So I'm trying to straighten it, and it wouldn't do anything for about a year, so I thought I'd better go get it checked. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I had an MRI, and that bitch was on bone to bone for the whole year. He says, hmm, guess what? You need a knee replacement. And I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. So anyway, I just had it done only seven weeks ago. Ooh, and yeah. um, it's still, you know, I'm plugging along. I'm, of course, one of those overachievers. You've got to get this done. It's really hard to sleep at night. It wakes me up all the time. Um, funny quick story is that 
so the doctor, and I, I think you know me, you know, like I don't even take aspirin, right? right. So they gave, they, they gave me three months of pain meds. So they pick it up. My husband picks it up. And he brings it in a big brown, brown paper bag. And I get home and they're like lined up and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> he goes, these are vitamins. <laughs> you need these. Oh, God. I'm like, I need all those vitamins. And I'm still drugged up, you know, right. coming home and whatnot. So finally I come to and I'm, I'm eating these pain meds for about a week. Or a week and a half. And I'm telling you, no joke. I can't crap. I couldn't cramp for almost two weeks, and I looked like I was freaking, freaking eight months pregnant. And I'm like, I got to crap. I can't be constipated like this. This hurts, you know? So I was so miserable. Yeah, I think y'all been that once or twice. But anyway, so I'm like, that's it. I'm, I am not going to be delayed to your constipated and look like I'm eight months pregnant. So I just said, I'm, I'm off these meds. I, I don't like being delirious. I can't hold a conversation. I don't even know who you are. And blah, blah, blah. So I got off the meds, and I emailed my doctor, and I said, I'm off these things. These things suck. And, da, 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 da. and he emailed me back. He goes, let me know how that goes for you. <laughs> <laughs> and that was on a Friday, right? So come Monday, I called yelling at him. My leg hurts. I can't sleep. He goes, it was your choice to go off the meds. And I sure. said, I understand why they're on them now. But I didn't. I never went back on them, and I re- never did. But I got a nice little slit down the front of my knee, and um, oh, our good friend Mick Foley, he just had the uh, hip replacement. That's right. right. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he just texted me, and he's like, "Deuce, I'm getting a knee replacement, man. What what do I got to look forward to?" And I said, "So I'm sitting there texting. I'm like, I sent him this whole freaking diatribe. Boom, <laughs> you know." And he starts laughing. He's like, yeah, I know about the constipation and all this. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, once you hit your 50s, you got a lot to look forward to here. Your body starts falling apart. But otherwise, everything else is good. Well, <laughs> it still looks pretty good any, on the outside. Do you, have any fake, do you have any fake body parts besides an anus? No. <laughs> 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 no, I but I've got a little bit of I got a little bit of titanium in my neck holding it together. That's about it. You got a titanium where? It's titanium plate holding my spine together in, in my cervical spine. You why? When did that happen? Oh, I was re- working with Luger. And, um, I took a bad bump and broke my neck. So what? You say it like it's no big thing. What, no, no, what it's is, not now. What? <laughs> it's not anymore. So you broke your neck? Yeah. You broke your neck back in WCW. Yeah, that back in WCW. And then, you know, and that's what kind of led, led me to end up going back to events. So, yeah. So, yeah. so let me ask you something. What? No, 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 no. So how long were you out of WCW after that? I was, uh, I was at home for like about eight months, nine months. They paid me. They, and you were on a contract. Yeah, and you were on a contract. Yeah, right? they they paid for my surgery. They paid me hundred percent of my salary the whole time. Right. And then right before I was just about ready to come back, Eric fired me. And so then I went to W. <laughs> yeah, then I went to WWF, and it was all she wrote. Yeah, DX that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that. And then you went back wrestling on a broken neck. That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, dang it. Well, then you know what it's like to have a part that's kind of screwed up. Does it give you any problems now? Surprisingly, not that much. 
I, you know what? Um, for all the things I have wrong with my body, Deuce, I don't really walk. Yeah, yeah. I don't really walk around in that much pain. And and honestly, I, I I credit that to the to the medical marijuana, the cannabis. So you're okay. That's where I was going. So you, I know you have all these ailments and all these hurts and stuff because of what we've been through, especially through Japan and etc. So you're going to say you don't have any aching or pain because of the marijuana? That that and the and the food I put in my body. I don't put the I you know the dairy or the or the gluten things like that in my body. So it it it's a lot less inflammation. I, I feel I'm I have no right considering the abuse I've done to my body. I have no right to feel this good. Yet I do, and I'm very grateful. Oh my god, that's great. So how did you? Who educated you on this and what path to what path to take? How um, did you do this? I just uh, I don't know. I got sick of feeling like shit, you know. Right. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't like a rehab thing. It was no. just you woke. You just decided you need to Google yeah. some shit and say, "Hey, how do I feel better?" That's right. And you know, when I did that, then you know, you you I quit wanting to get uh you know quit wanting to get effed up on drugs or alcohol. So. Right. So you so you don't drink? I don't drink. No, no. I the when's only the thing that I put. Had, when's, I, the, when's the last time you drank? I might have had like, I had a, probably a couple of drinks um, in the last six months, but I and not you know so infrequent that I I, I can't even consider myself uh, a social drinker. Even I I just don't. I, it makes me feel bad. Anything any little thing that that doesn't sit right with with me like i notice right away whether it's any kind of a drug like yeah no pills nothing just just cannabis that's it nothing 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 wow wow so do you i mean so you're smoking the cannabis so do you get an x-ray yearly to see how your lungs are doing i I don't smoke it that much even you know it's a lot of it's just eating it or vaporizing well oh yeah. Okay, you can see I'm not educated. I highly part. recommend so, it. Vaporizing like the cigarettes. Vaporizing I, like they do with these fake cigarette smoking things, yes, right? Yes, exactly. They even have bath bombs now, too, by the way. Marijuana bath bombs. Nice. They have what? Bath bombs, where you put it in the in the bathtub. Like a bath bomb. Yeah, why don't yeah. you? That sounds sticky. I should do that to my <laughs> husband, but he might get kicked out of the Army. So, oh, my God. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They're anyway. like bath Okay, you know what you need to do? What? You need to mail me a care package in California with a bunch of bath business, man. And I will freaking load them up and I'll be sitting there probably passed out saying, hey, thanks, guys. We, no, we, just kidding. We can talk about that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are too much. Oh, I think, Sean, for everything, for this and catching up and Thank so you. much more. I you know, we could talk about, yes. but I'm sure, you know, I don't want to bore everybody Let's, either. But, um, save it for your you know, show. Yeah, can, save it. Save we'll it. Talk. Yeah, because I know there's a, I'm sh- there's got to be a ton of things that, uh, uh, that you can bring up. Uh, you know, I, I can think of several things right, right now, but I'm not going to save them for, uh, What's save that? them for you. I uh, just, just things, you know, things about me that okay that give me one give me one give me one. Oh one, come on one, what? when like we'll talk we could talk about china things like that you know what I, we could do that on your show oh well i mean sure i mean i mean i'll end you know what i'll end our podcast like this and talking about joni and china yeah and that is this 
I was very fortunate to get to know her yeah. in our last whatever months and days and weeks and and um, her and I were talking you know, I'm not going to say super regularly but we were hitting it on the text and talking and other things and I was so disappointed and anger and distraught and just confused and but I got it and um, not saying it's okay but um, I was reached out to, you know, um, from another mutual friend of ours, right. um, pleading and asking me to get a hold of her to see what I could do, and as well as another friend that we know that's in hardship right now, and um, asking and pleading to help her as well. And uh, so on the brink of that, one seemed to be doing okay, so I was reaching out to the other, and that which which was Joni, and we started talking, and and uh, it was two days before she passed, and oh. she left me this incredible. No, I'm not kidding. I left it on my phone, her message, and uh, it was one of the greatest, greatest messages ever. Wow. Well. Yeah. <laughs> It's tough. I, it I, was really, really good. Yeah, it was good. She said some amazing things. She regretted a lot of things. She, her, and I um, were planning some things, and along with Tammy, and um, trying to come clean, you know, type of thing sure. for these two, and and uh, and. Uh, it was a great idea. And then two days before, I spoke, and um, and then I remember I called her that evening, and she wouldn't answer her phone. And I remember she answered and hung up or something, and I tried calling her back, and then I found out she was gone the two days later. And then I was like, oh, my God. She was, oh, my God. You know, that one time she hung up and... I mean, answered and hung up. Maybe it was that moment I could have saved her or something. You know. Yes, it's that, and that's you know what those types of thoughts are are like. Um, a, there's a lot of people that have that have had those kind of thoughts, and even you know, even myself. Um, I just, you know, that was something like just the fact that uh, that her and I never never made peace with each other, and it's something that would have happened. Oh my. God, I know. And it, let me tell you, she wanted to. She wanted to, Sean. It was. She was scared. She it, it was a scary thing, and I get it. You know, and and um, and she she was a scared. Like she went. She, it was very. It had to be just so hard to be her toward the end. I mean, I don't. God, I don't want to get off into this. I just. Um, no, no, no. You know what? Sometimes, son. You know, sometimes facing it and talking to somebody. Oh, and we're we're being recorded now. Maybe it's yeah. nobody's business, but but anyway, um, you know, I'm sure other people have talked to you about this subject. And sometimes you just you just talk to somebody that had a connection with her that you like myself that you didn't even know that maybe things that she has mentioned that could have put closure for you. That sure, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and she 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 was in a good place in her head really you know 
and uh, you know she'd never meant anything malicious. Oh, um, I suppose I. Well, maybe during your time when you two were together. <laughs> oh no, it was pretty volatile. Like it got so volatile, and and I can understand uh, her feeling. Like, cause I mean, I wasn't the like. Look, I was. I was definitely not the best boyfriend in in the world, best fiance or boyfriend. I just I was so effed up, you know. Um, when you say fiance, when you say fiance, that's one thing <clears throat> her and I didn't her and I didn't really tap into that much. But it like, I mean, did you get like trips okay, or did how did you guys even? We didn't care. It was, I mean, it was some, not- we were both at a point where it wasn't really like a. An, something to I wasn't even concerned with that you know um because because uh, I would because I was gone from WWE and and I was pre- right. I was pretty confused and and messed up and like you know I'd left I'd left my wife and you know and all right. that and you know um anyways yeah no mm-hmm. it was a that was awful awful weird situation so what's the bro what's the, what's the bro code in that though you know I don't know I, if there if that the the bro code I broke that I broke the bro code yeah no shit dude yeah so and and it's amazing the 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 understanding and 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 that that uh, that Paul that Triple H had and staff over that you know like you know they didn't uh-huh. ju- they didn't judge me they underst- kind of understood where I was at, at the time you know whatever and I loved her very yeah, much exactly. I, De- Deuce I loved her Aww. very much and I still do. You know, and it, it's freaking devastating, you know. I know, but you know what? you got to stop blaming and stop thinking what if it did. Yeah, and no, I know no. you guys didn't have a closure, and that's the freaking worst. But know this, she wanted it, and, and just know that. Yeah. She did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like she wanted it with WWE and Paul and trying to, you know, the whole Hall of Fame thing. Yep. You know? Yep. You know her heart wasn't trying to go in the right place. Everybody tries. Look at you. You are now. Who's to say that she wasn't going on that same path, man? Yeah. You know? Come well, on. I suppose we, just, we, hey, we, Deb, no. Deuce, I suppose we should. Yeah. We've been talking for oh, a long okay. time. We've been talking for a long time, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, guys. Sorry. Don't, be no, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. You're amazing. We'll sit here and listen forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody's, like, trying to get us to go. I just... Uh, Okay. Except for you, do you have to go? Y'all gotta go tap a kidney back there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, well, thank you, thank you very much, my dear, and I, I love you dearly. I you love you. You you are so the best. I'm so happy we had to talk, and um, and I'm so grateful that you that you gave us your time today because you're oh, just and amazing. Likewise. Likewise, so. likewise, and I will hold something true to you. What? I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for my fizz balls. <laughs> oh, the fizz balls. And and also, Deuce, mark my words. Just like what? I, just like I said, you were going to end up in the Hall of Fame. You're going to have uh, an action figure soon. Yes. Someday, maybe, maybe when I'm around Moolah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you I ever think know. about getting back? But in I'll the... be grateful. One more I'll thing be before I, before I let you go. You ever think about getting back in the ring? One more time. Um. 
well, after this knee, I feel pretty damn good. You never know. But, you know, yeah. I'm 54. You know what I like? Listen to this. What? You know, it's not my time to shine. It's not about me. And you ask me that question, and people ask me all the time, could I still go? Absolutely. Damn right. I started training. Damn right I probably could if I got back training for a month or two, a couple. And But you know what I would like? I wouldn't mind. What about having a – why not be in – why not be the woman freaking Paul Heyman? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Why can't I go up there and throw a leg and get a few women, you know, in a stable? What about Do the it. dangerous alliance? Dangerous alliance of women. I love that. You know, so. Medusa snakes. Oh, wow. I love that. That's excellent. Medusa's what? Medusa's, Medusa's snakes. What? Like Medusa's Medusa snakes. snakes. <laughs> how about? How about yeah? <laughs> How about these these bitches will turn you to stone? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Okay. All right. Uh, peace out. Thanks, Deuce. <laughs> Have an awesome day. You're the best. Love you very much. Thanks, guys. Thank Bye. you so much. Wow. Cool. That went a long time, but, but it, it was, was so worth it. Yes, because she is it's just so amazing. I love her so much. Yeah. That was great. What do you guys think? I'm going to have to listen to you on her podcast to yeah. see what else you guys get into. Sure. <laughs> That's awesome. She's amazing. I loved it. Yeah. Well, hey, Mark. Yes, sir? Is Mar- I was going to say, did Mark actually leave? <laughs> I Mark just left it like, on the line. He's like, I'm me, done. I kept get, getting No, I'm, prep- I'm prepping the, the rest of the show, making sure that everything's going and all the, all the pieces are moving in the right direction. How, like, so we, that, that went a while. Uh, what about 90 minutes? Yeah. So the whole like today's show is a little bit longer than than usual. Uh, hopefully, um, everyone uh, thinks it's worth it to, to invest the time in listening. Because, Hanging on um, every word, man. Yeah, just what I mean. That woman, she really blazed trails. You know, not no pun intended with the Lunder Blaze, but she is a trailblazer. Um, you know, uh, and she deserves every bit of respect and even more than she gets. Well, she was saying a lot about women today have so much more opportunity, and it's because of women like her mm-hmm. who made that possible. That's right. Yes. Definitely. Because when she got the chance to, and they brought her in WWF, and I don't think that they were actually thinking, uh, let's, well, I don't know what they were thinking, but regardless of what they were thinking, she got the opportunity, and uh, she got to show everyone what she could do, and, and I mean... Like, I wasn't just blowing smoke up her ass when I told her, like, her matches with Bull Nakano were as good as any other match on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, um, oh, yeah. Um, before we go, I just wanted to um, talk about these books that uh, Paul Lazenby, the Paul the Mahler Lazenby, he actually <clears throat> was an um, MMA fighter, and uh, we did a little bit of wrestling, but he was... Stone Cold Steve Austin stunt double on some stuff, and uh, he uh, he sent me his books <clears throat> when we were bouncers and when we were bouncers too. And there's like, you know, there's stories from like all a lot of different people, whether they're actors, MMA guys, pro wrestlers. Um, so um, we have stories from Samoa Joe, MVP, Kimbo Slice, Kimbo Slice, Don Fry, Boss Rutten, Keith Jardine. Yep. Um, so <clears throat> excuse me. And uh it's it's just really good reading. It's one of these it's it's they're the kind of books that you don't have to read from start to finish. You know, they're tremendous actually uh, if Paul's listening, don't take this the wrong way, but they're tremendous to- bathroom books. Yeah. <laughs> to when you're sitting down dropping a deuce. 
Well, when you got them in the mail the other day, I just opened it up yeah. and started flipping through, and I read Don Fry's story. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then I started flipping through more chapters and seeing all the people in it. Yeah. And it just gets better. So yeah. and, definitely uh, pick those up. And so I'm trying to see where, where, where you can pick these up at. Uh, sure on Amazon. Yeah. And uh, so the, it's When We Were Bouncers and the second one, uh, When We Were Bouncers too. I just wanted to... Um, just wanted to mention that since Paul was nice enough to send me these books. And he was asking me if I would want to contribute, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. You're a bouncer for a short time. Just a short time, if you want to call it that. But there were some interesting and stories. you bounced with it. it. was you and Jerry Lynn, Yeah, right? Jerry Lynn and I worked. Yeah. Yeah, anyways. For another day. <laughs> for another day. So, um, hey, TK, uh, before we go, what, what are the... Final words for today. Final words. Don't forget to follow us on uh, all social media. So After Buzz TV, Twitter, The Real X-Pac, IG, X-Pac12360, uh, Facebook, X-Pac12360 Show. Um, gosh, we have... S- we got a lot of great so comments on the Facebook from Gene Anderson, AJ Ortiz, Bella Ann, Justin Samuels, Brandon Shields, AJ Stevens, Tony Witt, uh, Cherish Smith, JP Severs. Thank you guys for all your great comments. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh, really? Yeah, active. all on the yeah. Facebook was everyone loved Alex Riley's yeah. episode. So. Yeah. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, so keep that coming. Yeah. Very comments. cool. Have you checked your DMs yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right, y'all. Hey, uh, really, really appreciate everyone uh, tuning in. And uh, we'll see you next week right here on XPOC 12360. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Jimbo Frank and TK Trinidad, managing producer of AfterBuzz TV Wrestling Mark Donica, and the entire X-Pac 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, follow X-Pac on Twitter at TheRealXPac, and email us at xpac12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later! 